Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We help visionary business leaders to grow their companies through attracting and retaining top talent. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host, the man who puts the excitement in this state planning, Al McDonald. Al, how is your day going? We got a couple of those things rehearsed, eh? Not bad, yeah. eh? I'm, I'm working on them. I'm working on them. Maybe I'll do Things a different well. time. Yeah, the day is going well. Looking forward to podcasting. Hopefully looking forward to uh, a little bit warmer weather. So hopefully on the weekend that we can uh, enjoy the, the weather because it's not cooperating right now. Maybe get it on my bike a little bit. So that, that's, the, that's the hope. If you're out in the spring, because the, the, the mammals, as they call them, and uh, <laughs> on the bikes are going to be out. So uh, if you are driving, just be very careful because Al will be out in Georgetown. And I kind of like having my, my co-host here. So just uh, make sure, be aware of everyone on the road. I'm really excited. Met our guest probably a couple of months ago for the first time and just hit it off right from the get-go and thought this would be a great person to talk to on the podcast. So our guest today is Cameron Howison, who is the co-founder and CEO at OpenCare. And OpenCare is transforming the dental industry by creating the first premium dental care network. So I think we're going to dig into that in this episode. Welcome to the show, Cameron. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Al. It's great to be on here with you guys. Yeah, great to have you here. And as you know, I mean, this series is called Success Leaves Clues. So I definitely want to hear about your platform. And I think our listeners are going to want to hear about that. But why don't we start about from what's been your journey as an entrepreneur and, and maybe tell us a little bit about, about that and, and how that led to starting Open Care. Sure thing. So like you guys, I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm, I'm born and raised in Toronto. And I started my entrepreneur journey right out of university. I actually started getting into software at a really young age. I taught myself to code when I was about 12. And I, I pursued that passion all the way through university. I studied at Queens and I studied software engineering. And coming out of school, one of my friends approached me and said, hey, I have this idea for a fintech company. Would you be interested in helping me do it? So I, I started helping him on the side and it turned into a real company. And we built and scaled that. We raised a little bit of money over the course of a couple of years and ended up selling it to a, a larger fintech company in Toronto. And so that was my first dabble into the entrepreneurial experience. And after doing that and getting a taste of it, I realized that I had learned so much from that experience in hindsight and wanted to do it again, leveraging all of the insights that I had learned from that experience. And I knew I wanted to get into healthcare because while I was really passionate about the personal finance side of things with, with my first company, Healthcare just seemed like a very direct way of positively impacting people's lives. So I met my my co-founder of, of OpenCare, and where we started is we realized that not all healthcare providers are created equal. There's that old joke, you know, what do you call the person who graduated bottom of their med class? A doctor. And when he and I were were going out into the world and trying to figure out how to 
we're kind of both into biohacking and personal improvement. When we tried to find great healthcare providers, we found that it was pretty obscure. It was hard to figure out who's actually good or not. So we wanted to build a platform to really go out and identify who are the best healthcare providers and how do you make it easy to access those people? And we started mostly in the non-medical space. So things that would be covered by your benefits. So like chiropractors, dentists, naturopaths, nutritionists. And as we were building that, we immediately saw massive product market fit in dental. We realized that everybody needs a dentist and they need to go twice a year. And going to a dentist is kind of like going to a car mechanic. It's kind of hard to tell if you're going to someone good or not. And you don't really know what's happening. You kind of just open your mouth and hope for the best and hope the bill's not too big at the end. So we realized that we had an opportunity to really create a big impact on people's lives by doing some of that homework for them and really vetting those dentists prior to people going to the appointment and making the logistics component easy, making it easy to book online and things like that. So that's what we really focused on. And then for dentists, what we realized is that dentists need new patients. They churn 14% of their patient base every year. And so we could basically live in that world where we match patients with great dentists and help those great dentists grow their practice and basically, you know, attract more patients to the great dentists in the market. It was a really iterative experience to kind of get to where we are today. We've been building the company for nine years now. But one of the things that I always highlight when I'm sharing this story is that very rarely are companies built where you're just struck by a bolt of lightning and you have this amazing idea right off the bat. If you look at some of the great companies of the past 10 years, companies like Uber or Facebook, they have these, you know, almost mythical origin stories. But the truth is that they were solving a problem that they had themselves first and foremost. And that's what we did as well. And then we just listened to our customers along the way. And that's really what's led us to building the platform that we have today. That's really cool. And off of one question, there is so much there. And I know Al is going to want to talk a little more about open care, but I heard a couple of things there. When I was 12 years old, I was probably worried about going out and ride my BMX with my friends and, and, and you were you were sitting there coding. Like that you were the very first guest that told me they taught themselves to code at, at 12 years old. So very, very impressive. But the other part I heard, which I really, really loved, was you know, you move toward healthcare because of its direct impact with people. And and I heard a story the other day, and I don't know if Al would be comfortable sharing it here. But obviously, we work on different sides of the fence. I'm on the employee benefits and, and pension side of the business. Al is on the financial and estate planning. So a big part of his life is, is setting up life insurance. And, and Al, I don't know if you're, you're comfortable telling you what you recently volunteered to do. But again, I think it speaks oh, yeah. to the reason why we do these things. So Cameron, you know, we, we can certainly relate. And I love hearing that as an entrepreneur, you're doing something because you do want to make an impact on people's lives. And as hopefully Al will share here, we share that. And uh, it's so nice to see. Yeah. So just to add a little bit about that and expand on what Rob was talking about, Mania Life is one of the companies that we deal with. They have a scholarship fund set up for, you know, obviously people that are um, students that are, are attending university, but whose lives have been impacted by losing a parent somewhere along the line. And obviously Mania Life in the life insurance business, you know, the family didn't have life insurance or didn't have enough life insurance and how that impacted their journey in going to school. So I just volunteered to, to be able to uh, review some of the um, submissions. So I'm actually going that through that right now. But yeah, it does, when you read the stories about how that's affected their lives, it, it does tug your heartstrings a little bit and that certainly impacts and, and hopefully reinforces why we do what we do. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. That's amazing to hear. And that sounds like a really impactful initiative. And, you know, especially I think 
over the past two years with this whole pandemic situation, health and our mortality has really been front and center in our lives. And I think a lot of people are really starting to, to open their eyes even more so than they had previously to just how much of an impact on our quality of life, our own health can have. So yeah, I think we're all in alignment on the importance and criticality of that stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting that you say that because I do think that one of the things that's come out of the whole pandemic that you know we have an impact on is I think people have really taken this time to you know reflect on what's important, right? And, and just like you said, you know, uh, health, mental well-being, and and you know some of the things that maybe we thought were important before the pandemic are not as important now that we've we've gone through this. So, but maybe that's a good segue into the next question because you talked about open care and oral wellness. So can you put some context around that in terms of how oral wellness and, and what you're doing is important in, in people's lives? How would you, you know, if you were talking to someone, how would you describe or why would you say that oral wellness is, is important for them? Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing because as I described how the company started, we didn't build the company initially with a deep excitement or passion for dentists and dental care. And I think when I mention the word dental care, a lot of people's eyes gloss over pretty quickly. And the reason for that is because I think for most people, going to the dentist is a chore. It's something that isn't necessarily pleasant. It can often be painful. And so as we were building the company, we tried to figure out, you know, we really care about people's health. We know that dental care or wellness is important to people's health. But what's the, what's the sort of insight here that really helps us encapsulate why this matters? And what we realized is it really comes down to one simple idea, which is that we live our lives through our mouths. And if you think about it, almost everything that we do, we're using our mouth, whether it's kissing our partner goodnight, sharing a meal with friends, having a laugh with a colleague, going singing karaoke on a Friday night, there's so many things that we do, whether it's, you know, just having this conversation really comes down to our, our mouth. It's such a such an important part of our well-being and our experience. And that's the reason why we wake up and brush our teeth first thing in the morning and last thing before bed. And it's the reason why we have to go to the dentist twice a year. And so when people take good care of their oral wellness, they actually have a healthier mouth and as a result, a better quality of life. And whether that's having a white smile, whether that's having fresh breath, whether it's not having pain in your mouth, it's actually a, a profound impact into the quality of life. And then the other component is that, and this is something I didn't know before really getting deep into the dental space, is that our mouths are a gateway to our overall health. And if we have something like gingivitis, you know, you, you think of those Crest commercials with those little people running around, the gingivitis guys, but gingivitis can actually cause heart disease. And as an example, when a woman gets pregnant, one of the first things that her GP will tell her is go to the dentist and make sure that you don't have any type of issues in your mouth. And so what we realize is that people don't really think about this stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. It's just kind of habit and routine. And especially if that habit gets broken because they move to a different area, 
some cases change jobs and don't have access to going to see the same dentist, can really fall out of that routine. And it is kind of like going to a mechanic, like I mentioned earlier, you have to do it on a regular basis, otherwise you can get into a dangerous situation. And so when you have a habit breaking life event, it can be detrimental because people might not go every six months, they might put it off for a year, they might put it off for 18 months. I know a ton of people throughout COVID that have just not gone to the dentist at all in two years. And that stuff matters, right? That stuff, it makes a real difference in our lives. And so that's why I think what we do at Open Care does have a pretty profound impact because we're able to capture people who are going through that habit shifting life event, changing jobs, changing locations where they live and need to go see a new dentist. And there's a lot of friction in that experience. And so what we do is we alleviate a lot of that friction with the platform that we have. And, and in some cases, it's also incentivize people to give them that extra push to, to make sure that they go. And so that's how we try to fit into really making sure that people are able to live their best lives by having really high quality oral wellness. Like a lot of the stuff you just said, because uh, number one, I really don't enjoy going to the dentist. I hope they're not listening, but uh, I would rather go see my doctor than my dentist. <laughs> a lot of people aren't like that, but uh, I also did have to change dentists lately or recently because my uh, regular dentist retired. And you're right, you know, I had to go find a new dentist, and it's it's just not fun. You're just not comfortable, and you got someone poking and prodding around in your mouth there, and I don't know. It's just <laughs> you kind of want to feel comfortable with that, and if you got someone new, not always the easiest thing. So I can relate. Well, Al, that, that gives a good segue into my next question because, you know, you talked about quality of life and I agree with you, Al. Nobody I know likes going to the dentist, but me personally, when I do come out and I've got that cleaning, I do feel good. I, it's, it's like getting that fresh haircut. You know, you come out feeling better. So quality of life, I hear you. But in, you know, in Al's example is person that he had a relationship for years, had retired. Now he's going to find someone he doesn't really know who to look for, you know, you're kind of, as you said in the beginning, Cameron, you know, you open your mouth and hope for the best. I would think in your business, evaluating quality would be really important. How do you go about doing that? Yeah, you're, you're totally right, Robin. So that is one of the core pieces of our brand and of the product experience that we focus on offering is we vet every dentist in our network. And it's for the exact reason that you outlined out, right? Like, Going to a new dentist, I keep using this example of going to a new mechanic, like there's a lot of trust involved. And that's why a lot of people don't want to change dentists. They get really frustrated when their dentist retires or they close their practice because they have to go and rebuild that trust relationship with someone new. And so what we really try to do is ensure that we can almost create some shortcuts to that trust to ensure that people don't feel as much anxiety when they are going to a new provider. So there's a few things that we do and we kind of split it into some of our upfront work before a dentist joins the network and some of the ongoing work that we do. The things that we do before a practice joins, we really start by just making sure they have no history of fraud or malpractice. The last thing that you want to do is find out that the dentist that you're going to had three issues with patients over the past 10 years where they got sued or they were overdiagnosing work or anything like that. So that's sort of our first baseline. We also look at existing reviews. Every dentist on our platform has at least a 4.5 rating on existing websites, which is not necessarily that hard for somebody to do when they're looking for a new dentist. You can go on Google and do that. But by aggregating that across a bunch of different websites, and make sure that there's no red flags that pop up and we just help people with their homework a little bit. 
We also evaluate their online presence. One of the things that we've realized is that there's a correlation between dentists that care about their brand and dentists that provide a great experience to patients. And so making sure that they have a decent online presence. There's a lot of dentists that don't have websites still in 2022, which seems crazy for a small business owner at this point in time. But we've talked and engaged with a lot of those practices and they're using older technology in their practice. They're using technology that's maybe 20 years old and, and we want to send patients to, to updated practices. And the last couple of quick things we do is we look at photos and we meet the dentist and understand their treatment approach about, you know, how do they treat new patients coming in? What's their philosophy around oral wellness? And so we, we do all this stuff up front to really make sure that there's a standard there in terms of who's coming in. And then on an ongoing basis, we ask patients for reviews after every single appointment, kind of like Uber, give a star rating to your driver, us give a star rating dentist. We ask a few different questions to really understand the experience more thoroughly. And if there are any negative reviews that come up, we'll actually look into it, engage the dentist, engage the patient, try to figure out what happened and figure out if this was maybe a miscommunication or if there was a real problem here. And if there is a real problem, we will reprimand the dentist. We have, it's happened very rarely, but we have actually removed dentists from our platform due to issues with the quality of care that they've provided. And again, it happens very rarely because we're, we're very tight with this and on top of it. And then the last thing that we do to sort of just give that sort of last piece of trust for someone like you, Al, going to new dentist is we have something called an open care smile guarantee. And what that says is, if you weren't satisfied with your experience in open care dentist, we'll actually cover the cost of your copay up to $100. And that sort of peace of mind, I think, helps people, at least with the financial side of it, that they can know that we have their back in a certain, a certain extent. And if, as a result, they didn't have a good experience with the dentist, they can go see a new dentist and they won't be out of pocket for that first appointment. So we try to do a number of these things to, to really ensure that the quality of our experience is really high. It is. I mean, our average rating for a dentist is 4.8 out of 5, which is quite high. And it's something that we feel really proud of being able to stand behind. Al, if you don't mind, usually Al and I go back and forth with our guests and asking the questions, but I think I'll jump in here. A lot of our listeners are business leaders running companies uh, in various roles. So I'll jump in and then Al, maybe we could get to your what's becoming your signature uh, question maybe, at, maybe. at the end. As you know, I work in the employee benefits field. I'm working with CHROs, CPOs, CEOs, CFOs on a daily basis. As such, we have a lot of listenership in, in that area. And as I'm listening to this and using Al's example, I'm thinking this is something that would be very valuable, especially the day and age we're living in now. So can you maybe talk to you, do you work directly with employers? Like how, how does that work and, and what value does this bring to their team members? Yeah, it's, it's an awesome question, Robin. And, and I think this is where I know you and I have had some great conversations because the benefit space, I think has gotten even more interesting over the past couple of years. COVID has it's triggered employees to ask, do I truly love where I work? And we've heard a lot about the great resignation and we've heard a lot about a shift in terms of how people think about their job satisfaction. And so what we're seeing, and, and I think you're seeing too, is that companies are, they're needing to find new ways to attract and retain their staff. And they're putting a big focus on pay benefits and perks. And part of that is because a lot of companies are still doing digital first, work from home, open care itself. You know, we are a fully digital company now. We have employees all over the globe. 
And it means that what a lot of companies used to offer in terms of in-house perks, uh, you know, we used to offer catered lunches and free drinks in the office and things like that. We can't do that anymore. And companies need to find new ways to deliver value. And the reality is that people care a lot about their benefits from a health and wellness standpoint. People care a lot about dental coverage specifically. It is a question we get from a lot of candidates that interviewed open care. I know in the industry, it's something that people have very heavy consideration for. And so what we've done is we've tried to figure out how do we help support employers with providing dental perks and support for dental coverage. Now, we're not an insurance provider or benefits provider, and so we're not playing the space of actually replacing any dental plans. But we know that for especially new employees that are coming into a company and maybe are looking for a new dental care provider, that we can play a big role in that. And so what we've done is we're in the process of launching an initiative called Open Care for Work. Essentially what that is, is we partner with different employers across Canada and the US, and we provide a $100 cash back incentive or reward in the form of a Visa gift card after a patient or an employee uses open care to find a new dentist. And this has a, a few benefits for both the employer and for the patient. First of all, it makes the life of the employee a lot easier when they actually are you know, relocating for a job or their circumstances have changed. A lot of people have moved over the past two years and they need a new dentist. Uh, so they have the, the ease of using our platform. But we also help reduce the overall cost of going to the dentist by providing that $100 cash back directly to the employee. And for the employer, especially any employer that is self-insured, we are increasing the quality of preventive care by incentivizing patients to actually go and be more proactive about taking care of their oral wellness. And so they see a benefit as well of making sure that their employees are actually using their benefits. So we're in the process of launching this right now, we're working with a, a small group of employers rolling this out right now, it's going really well. And yeah, we're really excited about being able to partner more directly with employers because I think there's a really natural relationship that already exists there between the employer, the employee, the benefits provider, and the end healthcare provider that the employee is using. There's so much good stuff there. I love the open care for work. I think there's a massive opportunity there. You know, I came into this business in 1996 and the conversation around benefits was much the same up until about 2018, things started changing. And then of course, with the pandemic, things changed again. And the conversations that we're having, Cameron, are very different. I find business leaders are very open to having a different conversation. They realize what work looks like has changed and what employees are asking for has changed and what's important to them. And you know, I give kudos, at least uh, the people that I'm speaking with, they're very interested in hearing what employees are looking for and trying to satisfy that need. So I think this is one where our listeners are going to get a lot out of this and find value. And I, and I suspect that you and I will be having some joint conversations with some business leaders that want to look at something like this. Yeah, we're really excited about it. We've heard some fantastic feedback so far. I think it's a great way for us to find new ways to connect with patients. So, yeah, uh, so we're excited about it. It's great.
So Cameron, it sounds like what you're doing is something that is definitely new to the market. Like I haven't really heard anyone else talk about what it is that you're doing. So maybe you can talk a little bit about based on what you've put together already and uh, what you've talked about, what would you say the future of dentistry looks like? Yeah. So I think that's a really interesting question because some of the things that we've talked about in this podcast, I think are things that need to change. So this idea that people don't like going to the dentist, right? People often enjoy going to their GP. It depends how they're feeling, but it's usually an unpleasant experience. But there's something about dentistry that people just don't like. And I see a big shift that needs to happen in terms of how we deliver the care and the experience in the dental space to shift that perception. And I think in doing that, we will see a different amount of uptake of how well people actually adhere to going to the dentist. There's obviously some financial considerations, something that the Canadian government has been talking a little bit about recently with providing dental care for all. But I really do believe that the experience of going to the dentist needs to change. And where I see that going is I think over the next decade, we'll see dental offices shift from being that traditional sort of gray, drab, old school office where you go and you get your mouth poked, much more towards a spa-like experience where, you know, sometimes if you go to the spa, it can be unpleasant if you're getting a really like deep tissue massage, something like that, but you enjoy the experience quite a bit. And I think we can accomplish the same thing with the dental space. There's an interesting company based out of New York that's already starting to do this. They're called Tend. They have a few practices in the medical space. A great example of where I think we're going is a company called One Medical, which is, which is again, throughout the U.S. But we see a lot of practices on our platform that are already starting to do this. We have practices in Toronto that have living plant walls. They have Netflix above every chair. They have, you know, some that will give foot massages when you go to the dentist, which I think is is pretty out there and pretty cool. So I think that's going to be one of the big shifts in terms of the experience there. The next thing that I think we're going to see is leveraging some of the cutting edge technology that's coming out or that has been coming out in the past few years to improve the quality of care. And something specifically that I'm really excited about is there are a few companies, um, there's one called Pearl, which is, which is doing quite well, that's using AI to augment diagnosis on patients. So what they'll do is they'll look at x-rays and they'll basically use AI mechanisms to identify if there are any cavities or if there are any issues in someone's mouth. And what's amazing about this is twofold. First of all, it can help dentists identify things that they might've missed and it can ensure that there's better care for the patient. But the second is it provides more trust to the patient because they have a second opinion, essentially, that is a computer, rather than just needing to you know, trust the dentist. And especially when they're going in and they're meeting the dentist for the first time, that can be a really big deal. So I'm really excited about how some of that tech is gonna play in. And then the third piece, and this is where we really play, is we're right now just at the precipice of some pretty massive changes into the tech that actually runs a dental practice. Right now, dentists, they have, you know, often 10 to 15 different pieces of software that help them run their practice. Some of them integrate with each other, some of them don't. 
And what I call the operating system for running a dental practice is still a little bit archaic. And by making a very big shift over the next five years or so towards cloud-based consolidated platforms, we're going to help dental practices run a lot more efficiently and make sure that the dentist can actually focus more on delivering high quality care to patients and less about running their practice and trying to figure out how to keep their books in order, trying to figure out where they're going to get new patients from, trying to figure out how to manage their supply chain. So I think there's going to be a really big shift towards these centralized platforms that help dentists basically do a better job of of running their practice. And I think that has a knock-on effect in terms of the quality of care and the experience that patients are getting at the end. And that's really the space that, that we're playing in right now. We're really helping dentists grow their practices and providing some analytics to them to help them run their practice. And our, our roadmap has us continuing to build on that to provide this all-in-one solution to customers. So I'm very excited actually about the changes that we're gonna see in the next decade in the dental space because really creating that better experience for patients has that deep impact into people's quality of life like I talked earlier. And so helping dentists run better practices and giving them technology to create that better experience and, and better care is, I think, going to have a profound impact on, on our overall health. You had me at foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm there too. I was thinking that. I wonder how that conversation will go over on my next uh, cleaning. Hey, um, by the way, <laughs> did you hear the podcast? Yeah, I've heard about these uh, dentists. <laughs> well, Cameron, this has been Awesome. I think uh, our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. And like I said, I suspect we'll be hopping on some joint conversations. You know, this is one of those episodes that you can really sink your teeth into. See what I did there? Love it. (laughs) And with my corny joke, that's probably the best place to wrap it up. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for sharing everything you're doing in open care. Really cool story. I'm still amazed you were teaching yourself to code it at uh, age 12. That's, uh, That's the first time I've heard that. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Open Care? Yeah, sure. So you can learn more about our platform at opencare.com and you can reach me directly at cam at opencare.com by email. That's the best way. It's cam at opencare.com and I'm happy to chat anytime. Awesome. Thanks again, Cameron. Okay, that does it for today's episode. As always, I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Success leaves clues, my friends, and it all starts with one.